You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. People are going to listen to the first 20 seconds and be like, nope, this sucks. <laughs> Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. It's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Tonight is the night we've been waiting all summer for. It's episode 104, which happens to be our 2020 NFL full season predictions. We will go division by division through the playoffs to the Super Bowl to the awards at the end of the year. But first, let me bring in my co-host... Stinky Steve Knox, ladies and gentlemen. Super Stinky Steve Knox on the Twitter bird at the Knox says. What's Grizzy? I like to make an impactful uh, arrival onto the pod every week. I'm glad this is a video call. And joining us from the comfort of his love seat. The recliner. Your favorite Karen. At wrong Elijah on the Twitter bird. Mr. Elijah. Arnold, what are we sipping tonight? Flume from Battery Steel in, I assume, Portland, Maine. Uh, yeah, uh, Battery Steel, Portland, Maine. Flume and battery acid from Portland, Maine. <laughs> that might explain some of the picks we're about to hear. Who knows? But anyways, thank you guys for joining us on the Joint Practices Podcast you too could be a part of our show if you are interested in speaking with us. We will talk about your team for a whole episode. All you got to do is hit us up on Twitter at Joint Practices or hit us up on our email, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. Or if you know us personally, just say, hey, I like your podcast. Can we talk about the Titans, the Patriots, the Packers, the Ravens, the Raiders? I don't care. So, Let's get down to business. Let's do some housekeeping. Let's get some preseason stuff out of the way. And we can start with the Eagles if you want, because let's talk about more injuries, because it wouldn't be an episode of the Joint Practices podcast if I didn't complain that someone's hurt. So, starting left tackle. No longer starting. Andre Dillard tears his bicep out for the season. Well, that sucks. And then, first round pick Jalen Rager has a slight uh, labrum tear in his shoulder. He's probably going to miss the first two weeks of the season. So things are looking up. Especially when you think, oh, Sean, the Eagles re-signed Jason Peters. Just shift him over to left tackle. Well, greedy McFuckstick, Jason Peters says if they move him to left tackle, he's demanding a raise. And rant. Uh, tackles do typically make more than guards do. He's so. 38 motherfucking years old. Just trying to pad that bank account. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, my God. What? A, I don't know. That's kind of selfish to me. So, whatever. He's dick move. The only other thing I will add is 
I have been reading a lot, hearing a lot, that my boy John Hightower is absolutely killing it. More speed, baby. All the speed. All the speed. All the speed. Steve, the Vikings do anything cool this week? I woke up to one of the most wonderful messages from Adam Schefter the other day that said that the Minnesota Vikings had traded a second round pick and a uh, conditional fifth round pick, which could become a third, um, to the Jacksonville Jaguars for one Yannick Ngakwe. Defensive end. So now you're looking at Ngakwe and Hunter on opposite sides of the field. Drop back a little bit. Anthony Barr. And you got Kendricks back there playing linebacker. And I'm just saying Smith and Harris in the secondary. There are some levels of talent on that defense now. I mean, there Rookie was before. Troy die. But it's going to be, uh, be real interesting. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. Seems like he's uh, happy to get out of Jacksonville. And I think, you know, obviously... The Vikings already have a franchise tender in Anthony Harris, so they had to kind of finagle their way around the contract stuff. He ended up signing like a one-year, $12 million deal, something along those lines. Took like a five, or four or $5 million six, pay cut. Almost six. Yeah, so, uh, yep. That's how <laughs> he, bad he wanted to get he out. <laughs> ready to get out of Jacksonville for sure. And um, I think he's going to be out to prove himself and... Uh, Definitely want to have a, have a hell of a season in order to get himself paid next year, which, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if the Vikings paid him again next year, too. But also, as part of this uh, this deal, they had to try and find some other money just to keep themselves under the cap for sure. And they basically told Riley Reef, either you have to restructure or we're going to cut you, which is kind of a shitty situation to be in. Uh, on both sides, but ultimately, Reef decided today he's going to restructure his contract, so everything's good to go. Let's just make sure he keeps up that effort, uh, <laughs> despite losing some money this year. Because I would tell you what, like to have seen him get cut. Twelve days before the season would not be a great time to have to shuffle around your offensive line. <laughs> And if I they, know if they had lost Reef, yeah, that would have been would have been <laughs> tough. Elijah, you're awful quiet, baby girl. What's good? I I am not prepared. I got my schedule mixed up. <laughs> so uh, I'm currently googling. Not sure if you've heard of it. Uh, no, no. The good news is that it's been very quiet in terms of Patriots news. Uh, they re-signed Nick Folk because they don't like their. Uh, Possibly white Racist. supremacist kicker. Uh, possibly. Allegedly. Uh, and then other than that, there have been two other minor signings of two wide receivers that no one will ever hear of again. So not a lot of news out of the camp in terms of transactions. Here we go, folks. We're going to get in to our 2020 season predictions. And let me tell you what. It's going to be fire. And then next week, we actually get to do game previews. Holy shnikes. So let's get right down to it. 
Oh, let's spin the old bottle here and see what division we will start with. How about the AFC North? And Elijah, why don't you go first? Give us the uh, one through four in their records. Well, I mean, the winner's pretty obvious, right? So, <clears throat> one, the... Cincinnati Bengals, 16-0. No, that's not right. Okay. <laughs> One, the Baltimore Ravens, they go 14-2. and Two, two uh, missing the playoffs, so the Cleveland Browns at 7-9. and nine. Then the Bengals at 6-10. and 10. Joe Burrow does his best. Whatever, who cares? And then the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin finally bought him out, gets his ass fired at 4-12. and 12. Woo! Super sticky. That's a spicy meatball right there. Um, I had the Ravens at 15-1. and one, Number two in the AFC North. The resurgence of Ben Roethlisberger. They finished 12-4. and four. <laughs> The Cleveland Browns finished 6-10. and 10, <laughs> And the Bengals in the basement. Joe Burrow has a rough rookie year. 3-13. and 13. 0-6 in the division. Well, I also have the Ravens winning the AFC North 13-3. I got the Browns at 9-7. Then I have the Steelers also at 9-7. Browns get the second place slot based on going 4-2 in the division. Steelers went 3-3. Three three. I have the Bengals at 5-11, but 0-6 in the division. AFC North champion. We all said Baltimore Ravens. All right, uh, Steve, pick another division. Let's just stick right in the AFC then. We'll go AFC South. I'm north to south, front, back, side to side. Uh, starting off, you heard it here first. The Indianapolis Colts win the AFC South. 13-3. and how you doing? <laughs> Number two, missing the playoffs. Houston Texans at nine and seven. The Titans at eight and eight. And the first 0 and 16 team in this JPP prediction show, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, no Minshew magic. Garbage Minshew. E dollar dollar. New uh, name I just gave you. That's my name. Okay. Uh, so first in the division, the Tennessee Titans, thirteen and three. The Texans somehow continue to not be the worst team in the league, despite having the worst GM in the league, and somehow they go ten and six. Uh, the Colts uh, match the Titans at ten and six, and then our friendly Jacksonville Jaguars. From the city of Jacksonville, a place I drove through one time, go 0 and 16. <laughs> Damn, double 0 and 16. I all right. I'm surprised, but that's what that's what it is. Uh, my son had the Jaguars going five and eleven. <laughs> not bad, not bad. He also had the all Colts right. winning the division nine and seven. Hey, I got the Tennessee Titans going ten and six, winning the division. Via tiebreaker, because the Colts also go ten and six. Both teams go four and two in the division. 
but looks like the Titans won head-to-head. So, a okay. So Colts ten and six. I had the Texans in the third slot at eight and eight. Maybe we can get Bill O'Brien fired, but I also have him going four and two in the division. And then the Jags. I gave him a little juice. I got him two and fourteen. Oh, and six in the division. <laughs> so what was that? I had Titans. Steve, you had Titans. No, I had, or you I had, had Colts. Colts. Elijah Titans. Titans. All right, Elijah, you're up. We're gonna go to the NFC now, to the uh, let's go to the west of the NFC, the left side. Uh, so obviously, <laughs> we have got the 49ers winning uh, at 14 and two. Cardinals up next at 11 and five. Seahawks at 10 and six and the Rams filling out the most uh, competitive of the divisions at nine and seven. Jesus. All right. I got, this is going to be the barn burner right here. You ready? You ready? Get your hot take machine on winning the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals at 13 and three going five and one in the division. The Seahawks, number two, at 11-5, going 3-3 three and three in the division. The Rams are the third at 9-7. The Niners, last in the division, also at 9-7. Both teams going 2-4 and four in the division. Well, Mr. Knox had three teams from the NFC West making the playoffs. Winning the division at 14 and 2, the Seattle Seahawks. Next, just behind them, the LA Rams. They make a comeback here, 13 and 3, and the San Francisco 49ers also making the playoffs at 12 and 4. And the Cardinals have a pretty good year, 9 and 7, but 1 and 5 in the division. Still the little brother getting beat up on. All right. Let's go to the NFC South, where I have the Saints going 13-3, 4-2 in the division. Number two, I have the Bucks at 11-5, which really surprised me when I tallied this all up at the end, because I have not been high on the Bucks this year. I got the Falcons at 9-7 in third, and the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater say, no way, Jose, going 4-12. And 0-6 in their division. I'll chime in because mine's really, really close to that. Not exact. Well, the yeah. All right, fine. Uh, I've got the Saints at 13-3. Uh, and 3. Uh, The Bucks at 11-5. and 5. The Falcons at 8-8. Eight and eight, And the Panthers at 4-12. and 12. Best friends of ever. Great minds, baby. Great minds, baby. Well, I had the Buccaneers... At 12 and 4. We just loser over here picking the Buccaneers. Missing the playoffs. The New Orleans Saints, 10 and 6. Teddy Bridgewater's Panthers, 7 and 9. And the Atlanta Falcons in the toilet at 4 and 12. (laughs) Damn. And I'll just bring up in the NFC South the number one seed. When I asked my son 
to pick all these games. Probably has a lot to do with the fact that his favorite superhero is Black Panther. So every time I said Panthers, he was just like, Panthers! Croy's <laughs> <laughs> bracket here. Forever. <laughs> Panthers go 13-3. and three. Number one seed in the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a freaking time to be alive? That's why I said I said, if you start getting some of these right, you might have to start betting for dad. <laughs> All right, Soup. Where are we going? Let's go. Um, we've done the North, the South. We might as well hit the AFC West and try to avoid our divisions as best as possible. <laughs> um, I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning the division 15-1. and one. They are the one seed in my AFC. Somehow they got the tiebreaker over Baltimore, who was also 15-1. and one. They play each other, so they must have beat them. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Uh, number two in the division, 13-3, and three, Drew Locke's Denver Broncos. <laughs> I love it. And number three, sneaking into the playoffs in the new number seven seed at 10-6, and six, here comes Chucky and the Las Vegas Raiders. Ah, Raiders. And a tough year, tough year for the Los Angeles Chargers, three and thirteen. I'll jump in here because I am quite similar, except for the Broncos thing, crazy bastard. <laughs> I got the Chiefs, fifteen and one, six and zero in the division. I got the Raiders at nine and seven, three and three in the division. I got the Donks seven and nine, three and three in the division. And similarly, Chargers 2-14, 0-6 in the division. I have the Chiefs at 15-1, the Raiders at 8-8, eight eight, the Broncos at 6-10, and, and the Chargers at 5-11, and, and Steve's take is absolutely outrageous. <laughs> we shall see. Here's another hot take. Croy Man says all four AFC West teams will make the playoffs. That is a very hot take. <laughs> oh my god, that's a thing that can happen with, now. With the Broncos winning the division at 11 and 5. <laughs> a whole division could make the playoffs now. Yep. 2020 is the weirdest fucking year. <laughs> I think I'm done with it. Imagine four uh, you imagine an entire division making the playoffs. Now, admittedly, having played in the AFC East for 20 years, there's only one team that's really made the playoffs, so that's fine. But imagine the Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, and New York Jets could all make the playoffs in some magical land where those other three teams don't suck. I don't That'll be fun. I don't remember. Let's jump what. right into the AFC East then. But Elijah, go ahead. Do we do all the other ones? Okay. Yep. All right. This is going to be my hottest of takes. I can imagine. Actually, it's not. I have one later. Okay, this is my second hottest of takes. Uh, winning the AFC East, real hot take, the New England Patriots at 11-5. and five. Thank you, Cam Newton. Second, uh, the Buffalo Bills at 10-6. and six. Then the Dolphins at 4-12. and 12. And for the first time ever in NFL history, there are two 0 and 16 teams in one year, and the New York Jets don't win a game. 
That's some hot grizzle. Yeah, I got uh, the Buffalo Bills winning the division and the only team in the playoffs under 500 at 7-9. and nine. Oh my God. The Patriots come in at 6-10. <laughs> and oh, 10. Now you're just being silly. The Dolphins, 4-12. and 12, And the New York Jets, 1-15. How'd that make sense? You ready? We're recording this call, right? <clears throat> Winning! The AFC East is the Buffalo Bills at nine and seven. We have the New York Football Jets <laughs> second in the AFC East at five and eleven. Did Adam Gase ship you his cocaine? <laughs> the Dolphins come in the third at five and eleven. <laughs> And Cam Newton gets hurt in week two. And the New England Patriots end up 3-13. and 13. I could play quarterback for the Patriots and they'd be 4-12. and 12. Steve could play quarterback for the it. Patriots and they'd be 6-10 and because he's a shifty little guy it. with little wiggles. Thomas Edward Patrick Norton Brady III. You know that's not gone, his baby. name. <laughs> you know it's not that. All right, where do we want to go? Apparently to hell for you. (laughs) (laughs) NFC North. North it is. That's right. You guessed it. The Minnesota Vikings win the division 12-4. and Green Bay Packers getting the new playoff spot at 10-6. and I need a second to change my NFC East standings. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) The Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions play for a tie of last place, both 3-13. and All right, I'll go. Yeah, no, I'll go, Sean. Thanks. Uh, I'll go. No, I'll go. It's fine. You didn't have to be a dick about it like you just were a minute ago. Uh, the Vikings win. They're eleven and five. The Packers are ten and six. The Lions are five and eleven, and the Bears go two and fourteen because they're terrible, uh, just like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Steve, you had the Vikings winning the division at twelve and four. Correct. I have the Vikings at thirteen and three. Damn. And not winning the division. <laughs> Winning the division, I have the Green Bay Packers at thirteen and three. It's not even but close. But they go five and one in the division. The Vikings also thirteen and three, but go four and two. And then it falls off with the Bears at four and twelve, and the Lions at one and fifteen. Steve, I but do, here's the kicker. I have an idea. The best part about how we like for the people listening, we went to a website called playoffpredictor.com. I think that's correct. What it does is it basically says week one, and you just pick the games, and then you hit next, and it goes week two. And at the end, it tells you, you know, your standings, and then you get to pick the playoffs. The best part is, like, none of us took into account, like, are they coming off a bye week? Is it a night game? Are they on a short week? You know, who would they play the previous week? It was, like, mindless. We just clicked through all the way to the end, and, you know, that's why some of these, like, surprise us or, you know, are kind of a little bit hot takeish, like me having the Cardinals at thirteen and three. Like I literally did not realize I was picking them to win so much until we got to the end. So it's kind of neat, kind of cool. 
kind of the reason I peed in Elijah's pool. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the funny thing is, my son knows the Vikings are my team. That's the team that I like. He barely picked them to make the playoffs and win the division at nine and seven. <laughs> <laughs> he had the Bears at nine and seven, the Lions eight and eight, and the Packers at six and ten. Rough year for the North. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? We're going to the NFC least. And I'll kick it off because I am Sean Lamont. And I'm going to have the Eagles winning the division. I didn't realize I had done it this way, but I have the Eagles at 13-3, and 6-0 and in the division. Mm-hmm. Let me preface that with Steve Farted. And I do not think the Eagles will be 13-3 and or undefeated in the division. I think more realistic for them is 10 and 6, 11 and 5. But the Cowboys second, 8 and 8. I definitely could see that cuz Mike McCarthy is not a good coach and their defense literally stinks. Like their defense is bad. I don't care if they have Everson Griffin and Tank Lawrence, they have nothing else. Their de- their defense is garbage. In third place, I have football team at 3 and 13. And let me tell you how much I laughed, full-on belly laughed, when I got to the end of my predictions and saw that the New York football giants are this year's (laughs) 0-16. Count it. I'll just say, uh, I would read out the logos or the, the team, you know, mascot as I'm reading off the games. And of course, every time I say football team... I thought it was funny. So if if there was a there wasn't he wasn't going against an animal that he liked more, he'd say football team. He had the football team winning six games this year, surprisingly. Uh, for me, look at this. I got two teams on top of the NFC East, both going five and one in the division. Only one of them making the playoffs. And it is the Dallas Cowboys at 11 and 5. Jesus Christ. The Eagles 9 and 7. The Giants and football team both 1 and 15. <laughs> I liked the way that Croy's looked way more with the Eagles at 11 and 5, the Cowboys at 10 and 6, and then 6 and 10s on the bottom. Dude, unless the Cowboys score like 35, 40 points a game, they're going to be in rough shape this year. Yeah, and I th- I think they actually do have the chance to score 30-plus points a game. They're going to have to. Eat all a dollar scratch ticket mala. <laughs> Eagles 10-6, and six, Cowboys 9-7, and seven, Washington football team 4-12, and 12, and the Giants are 12, I'm sorry, 2-14 and 14 <laughs> here on the Backwards Day podcast. Because if the Patriots are last in the AFC East, it's Fucking backwards day. <laughs> it could happen. All right. We're going to go into the playoffs now. Playoffs? Playoffs? I'll start mine first. We'll do AFC, and then we'll do the NFC. Uh, I got in the five seed, the Indianapolis Colts go to Buffalo and upset the Buffalo Bills. Indianapolis moves on. Then I got the six seed Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans take care of business. 
in the last game of the first round. The seven-seed Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. And Baltimore picks up the dub. KC was the bye. Well, let's see. Wait, did you just do the first round? Yeah. Okay. Just the first round. So I have the Donks visiting the Bills. And the Bills getting the victory there. I have the Raiders going to Baltimore. Play the Ravens where the Ravens are victorious. You got the Steelers going to Indianapolis. And Indianapolis pulls off the victory there. And also had Kansas City with the bye. Patriots beat Texans, Titans beat Bills, Ravens beat Colts, Cardinals beat Eagles, Vikings beat Buccaneers, Saints beat Packers. That's what happens in real life, Sean. My NFC is the five-seed Vikings at the Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) Vikings pull off the upset. I got the Bucks at the Packers. That's the six-seed at the three-seed. Green Bay picks up the victory. And the seven seed Seattle goes to New Orleans. New Orleans takes the dub. Eagles had the bye. I have the Rams going to visit the Cowboys, where the Cowboys are victorious. Got the 49ers going into Minnesota. Minnesota is victorious over the 49ers. Take that, baby boy. Uh, And then we have the Packers going down to meet. Mr. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, where the Buccaneers advance. And I had Seattle as the number one seed. All right, round two, AFC. My playoffs are Tennessee at Baltimore, Indy at KC. I'm going to have Baltimore beat Tennessee, KC beat Indy, setting up a Baltimore-KC AFC championship game. KFC advances. KFC. Actually, pretty similar, except for one team. I've got the Ravens beating the Titans, and then I have K, uh, the KFC. Uh, I've got the KFC extra spicy, extra crispy wings beating the New England Patriots to go to the AFC championship game. The Sponsored AFC KFC champion. Sponsored by KFC. I have the Bills going into Kansas City and losing to the Chiefs. Um, I have the Ravens beating Baltimore at home, setting up the KFC versus Baltimore AFC Championship. Sponsored by KFC. (laughs) The KFC Chiefs. (laughs) Elijah, do you also have the KFC Chiefs winning? (laughs) When they play the... Baltimore Ravens. I can't think of a funny food joke. Um, (laughs) No, I have the Ravens over the Chiefs this year. Okay, okay. So two Chiefs and a Raven in the Super Bowl. Steve, let's go to the NFC. Over you now, Mo. See, I got the Vikings going down to Tampa Bay, beating the Buccaneers. To advance to the NFC Championship. In the other game, Dallas goes to Seattle to lose. Seattle advances to the NFC Championship. And they beat 
the Vikings in the NFC Championship because the oh. Vikings lose in the NFC Championship because that's what they do. Soup. It's also bad juju if I pick my team to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, Super Bowl. We I don't know. I did it KFC every year for 30 years. Seattle. KFC Seattle. Super Bowl. All I right. have two upsets on uh, the weekend in the NFC. I have the Vikings upsetting the Saints. And I have the Arizona Cardinals upsetting the uh, 1949ers. 1849ers, whenever they <laughs> found gold. I don't care. It was in San Francisco, I've been told. Cardinals win. The Rice Aroni team. Fly, Cardinals! Fly. So the Cardinals against the Vikings in the NFC Championship game? That is correct. So who wins? Oh, jumping right to me. Uh, the Cardinals win. Kyler Murray gets the Super Bowl in his second year. Cliff Kingsbury Cardinals gets an even bigger house. Versus Ravens. <laughs> he thought I was nuts for saying the Broncos would go 13 and 3. He's got the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. Have you guys been Chiefs? watching the hard knock? Hold on a minute, damn it. No. I got Green Bay going into New Orleans. And New Orleans taking that dub. Then I got Minnesota coming into Philly and 38 to 7. Philly wins. No, New that's, Orleans. That's the NFC Championship game when that happens. At Philly. And I'm saying we get our vengeance on New Orleans. And I have Eagles, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Steve, how does your Super Bowl play out? Uh, I got back-to-back champions this year. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, tie my shoe, I believe is proper terminology. <laughs> Uh, I picked the Chiefs to miss the playoffs last year, and they won the whole damn thing. So I'm gonna run with, with them this the year. Damn thing! And they beat the uh, Seattle Seahawks, twenty-eight to seventeen. Oh man, they couldn't get another field goal in. No, Bucker missed it wide left. Seventeen. Ah, oh, fucking Bucker. Elijah, how's the Super Bowl play out? So. I think the actual saying, as put forth by our great president, number 43, uh, was, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. And with that, I will say that the Ravens... (laughs) (laughs) That's a direct quote. Uh, The Ravens... (laughs) (laughs) The Ravens beat the Cardinals... uh, 32 to, who cares, 18. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Lamar puts Kyler in his place. George Bush shows up, says some quotes. (laughs) Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. Uh, Do you remember (laughs) at a press conference, he asked a blind reporter why he was wearing glasses and sunglasses inside. Hey, and then why chuckled you about sunglasses it. inside? <laughs> and he used to give people just nicknames. Oh, God, it was a simple time. He'd be like, hey, uh, you, uh, sunglasses. <laughs> that was. I hated him, but at least he was entertaining. <laughs> I, at the time, I think I did too, but now looking back, it's like, what a simple time it was. Oh, it yeah. was just terrorism. Oh, God. Terrorism and war in Iraq. 
<laughs> Who cares? I'm very quiet. I'm hunting terrorists. <laughs> Do you know what I like? I like walkways. And for my Super Bowl. That's a 1% <laughs> joke for people that have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I have the Philadelphia Eagles playing the Kansas City Chiefs of in what would be a very headliney game with the Eagles taking on their former coach who just won a Super Bowl. I'm going to take the Eagles because that's the Homer thing to do, but I'm going to take them 33-29 when they lose and the Eagles win. I was trying to think of something cool to happen at the end, but no, let's just say Brandon Graham strip sack. (laughs) Welcome to the Homer Eagles podcast, the podcast (laughs) for homers by homers. That's literally the slogan. He talks about how like half the team's injured all the time. He's like, yeah, I'm still going to the Super Bowl. It's fine. <laughs> Not only going, they're going to win. <laughs> We've won with our backup quarterback. Yeah, but you had a lot better roster back then. Patriots <laughs> did too. He's been a backup quarterback forever. He won six Super Bowls with a backup quarterback. Jesus. Thanks, Mo Lewis. Seventh round. Hashtag Mo. Take your Uggs off and let's move on. Huh? Jeez. Oh, I found the hashtag. It's going to be hashtag Mo. Just a second. Um, just to revisit. Oh, no, I got a better hashtag. My son uh, had the NFC Championship as the Seahawks and the Panthers, where the Panthers win. <laughs> he had the AFC Championship as the Chargers versus the Raiders, where the Raiders are victorious <laughs> and go on to win the Super Bowl. You if heard the Raiders <laughs> and the Panthers play in the Super Bowl, I am paying for Croy's college. <laughs> well we got we got video our video and audio. Hopefully Croy's smart and he can get into a good school because it's on Sean's dollar. <laughs> He's gonna feel real dumb. We're going when to that ITT happens. Tech. Hey, we're, we're looking for volunteers for overtime. Yeah, Sean will take 46. <laughs> gonna I'll pay stay for until my kids Thursday. and kids go to school. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do something a little fun. A little fun on top of fun, because on top is always fun. Let's do some awards for the season. We're going to start with Elijah. I want to hear your offensive rookie of the year. I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly, because there's a hyphen, and that makes it more difficult. But it is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Correct. Got it. Yeah, nailed it. I mean, you're starting running back on the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes chucking it all around. Literally, they can hand you the ball 200 times and you'll gain 1,200 yards. Who cares? He is in the best position. If he stays healthy, it's it's done. Like, he's the guy. Short of, I mean, the only possible thing I could see past that is a quarterback possibly coming in, Joe Burrow. Tua, that seems pretty unlikely. Slinging it around. We love quarterbacks, but... It's going to be Clyde. Yeah, I I picked the same. And that was my... <laughs> my internal debate was... I mean, Elijah nailed it. He's in the perfect position. You get running backs to get injured, and now you're the starter on a team that's coming off a Super Bowl victory with the best, arguably, quarterback in, uh, in the league. So, yeah, he's got... I mean, it's up to him at this point, really. 
So all the tools to succeed are laid out in front of him. So we'll see if he can figure out how to put the puzzle together. But I had that same kind of like, is there a chance at Joe Burrow? Because I know, I'm pretty sure we all picked Kyler Murray to win the the uh, Rookie of the Year last year. And it just seemed like an obvious, I well, he's a quarterback. and um, But so I tried they to always get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I tried to convince myself that a quarterback could do something to deserve rookie of the year, but I just don't think that any of those quarterbacks have a team around them that could even allow them to come close. Just the way the NFL goes, I just have a feeling if Joe Burrow even has a slightly upside of a season, he's going to win it over, say, a receiver or running back who had a pretty good year just because they're a quarterback. So I'm going to throw some money down on the favorite. I'm going Joe Burrow. I think if he has just a decent season, even if the team doesn't win, if he flashes and makes plays and puts up some numbers, he's going to get it. They have to win a few. uh, I'd say they'd probably have to win. Because two is not going to start. He's not going to play a full season. Herbert's stuck behind Tyrod right now. So he's got the leg up. So I could see Joe certainly. I mean, if they go six and ten, he pro- he might win it. Seven and nine, he definitely wins it. But Clyde is just in the. I mean, in terms of people that are just set up to succeed, he doesn't even have to be that good. He just needs to not fuck it up. But Joe's gonna go on it on his own. So I don't know. I pick Clyde. That's why I picked him, Sean. Okay, <laughs> on defense. Still upset with you. I went with a sleeper pick. Hey, me. I went with a third round pick by the New York Football Jets. Safety Ashton Davis. This guy has speed, faux days. He's got range like Oklahoma. He's home on the range. He's going to be one of those guys where one of these pro quarterbacks sees a rookie safety back there and thinks they can fit a ball in and. I'm going to say he has two pick sixes to go with eight interceptions on the year. Everything you just said was correct, except for the name of the person that did it. So what I mentioned, my hottest take, it's not that hot because the person I'm going to say was picked in the NFL draft two rounds before the person you just said. Uh, And that person played his college football at Lenore Ryan. And he <laughs> Kyle going, go, going to be one of the favorite people I have ever had in my life. And his name, Kyle Duggar. Safety for your New England Patriots football Giants Jets team. I don't know why I fucked that up. Uh, J-E-T-S, Pats, Pats, Pats. Pats, Pats, Pats. Kyle Duggar is going to win the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, The Patriots have a long history of picking shitty safeties from obscure schools that never play, but he is not that. Kyle's going to do it because Kyle's the best. He's 24, so he's old. That's pretty cool. And uh, he uh, is, uh, I've heard, good at football. Also cool. Kyle Duggar is your... MVP. Wait, wait. Dude's a baller. 
No, <laughs> honestly, I was really happy He's with the pick. MVP. Wow, like I'm I rambling on, I'm rambling on, and he you will not be the MVP. Odds on that, make the bed, make the exactly. bed right now. <laughs> what was I, I saw bed. something somewhere like you ever get ten thousand to one odds, just put a dollar on it. Like, yeah, might as well. But no, I think Kyle Mind Duggar's bet. got a yeah. chance at it. I think he is going to be one of the best rookie defensive players this year. Soupy on the stick night. All right, I wanted to skip over. Um, the obvious pick, which is the edge rusher who always wins it every year. So didn't want to pick Chase Young. Also, I think he's on a terrible team, so might not really have a chance. But I know he is the uh, running favorite. Um, for me, I went with the next. Wait, play the hot take music. The <laughs> next Ray Lewis, Mr. Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen Patty will be Queen. the defensive rookie of the year and the next great linebacker in the NFL. Who's he play for? The Baltimore Ravens. How weird is that? No way. Is that why you said Ray Ray and lose? Just took a stab right at it. Oh. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to offensive player of the year. Who wants to pop off the bottle? It's Patrick Mahomes. Easy game. Uh, I was not going to say Patrick Mahomes because I wanted to give him a different award, but Harrison, you can win two awards. I know, but I didn't want to pick one guy for everything. Don't yell at me. (laughs) I went with uh, Mr. Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers. He's probably going to have like 4,000 combined yards from scrimmage this year. So he's going to have to for them to score 10 points. I took not Patrick Mahomes. I went with Lamar Jackson. Gonna have a stellar year. Even better than last year. How many quarterbacks have had back-to-back MVP seasons? Not enough. How many quarterbacks rushed for 1,000 yards and passed for 3,000 or whatever it was? Yeah, I don't know. He stays healthy. You guys are asking questions faster than I can Google them. (laughs) Uh, Peyton Manning did it once, and then uh, Brett Favre did it three years in a row. So that's an answer to the question. Everybody gave their OP. Scrolling. (laughs) O-T-Y. Peyton Manning and Brett Favre. That's all we've got. My uh, deep potty is a swing. I took a swing. I'm going to say Mr. 14 and a half sacks last year turns it up to 19 and a half this year. Mr. T.J. Watt from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I also went with a sack monster, but it wasn't T.J. Watt. It was Nick Bosa. I also went with Nick Bosa because it's easy. Trump-loving donkey balls. I didn't comment on his politics. It's a sports podcast. I said he'd probably tackle that guy more than the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, MVP of the league. I have Lamar Jackson. Patrice Mahomes. Oh, that's a typo. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I also uh, went with Patrice Mahomes. <laughs> Speaking of Patrice Mahomes, <laughs> Chiefs got their uh, Super Bowl rings today. Those are pretty nifty. 
But talk about ring season. Patrick Mahomes, breaking news, proposes to his girlfriend on the same day he gets a Super Bowl ring. So now she is that much closer to the prenup of half a million dollars. <laughs> I dislike her. You can look into the past news as to why. B. I think she's Billion full of herself. And the last one we have here is Coach of the Year. And based on my standings of my pick I'm going to give it to Mr. Beach House Mansion himself, Cliff Kingsbury, Coach of the Year. Good for you, Cliff. Take a lap. Uh, based on your standings, I'm going to give it to Bill Belichick because apparently he's <laughs> playing with a team that can't win five games. Was that what it was? And they're going to make the playoffs. They'll probably make it to the AFC Championship game. They might even win the fucking Super Bowl with Cam Newton because that's what he does. So when you come in here and you say he's going to win three games and tank for Trevor or suck for Lawrence or whatever has a wonderful... Suck off Lawrence. Nobody said that at all. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> hey, you came on our podcast No, that we you started to not talk me, about the Patriots. You invited me to your podcast because I came on and I said, I'm never leaving. And if you make me leave, I'm going to hurt my... No, that's too dark. Uh, <laughs> so, my coach of the year pick is Bill Belichick. Soup. And based off my pick my uh, head coach of the year is going to be Vance Joseph out in Denver. Yeah. I don't, Vance yeah. Joseph. That's not a bad one. You know who I kind of like from watching Hard Knocks? Because usually I watch Hard Knocks and I'm like, I hate that fucking coach. You know, uh, I don't like Sean McVay. He, yeah, oh, my God. Fine. If you said Sean oh McVay, I was God. hanging up on you. No. He, <laughs> we can talk about Hard Did you see him like interacting with his fiance or girlfriend? Like, she's like, oh, my God, I love it when he's at football because he's not home. Okay. <laughs> we get it. Like, you got the house and you don't want him here. No, Vance Joseph seems like, like, uh, wait, no, I got that wrong. You're talking about Anthony Lynn? Talking about Anthony Lynn. Sean, clip it. I was wrong here. Clip. And then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Anthony Lynn seems like a good guy. Um, have have you guys watched Hard Knocks? Yep. No. Okay. When that tight end came in, uh, uh, whatever it was, episode two, like this backup, backup, backup tight end. He comes into Anthony Lynn's office, and he's like, this is what I think it is. And Anthony Lynn's like, yeah, we got to let you go for now, but we're going to try to get you back. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. I was like, you know what? I think that's what I would do, too. <laughs> I would know I'm not. story before. <laughs> I know I'm not good enough to play in the NFL, but I think uh, I think that's what I'd do. <laughs> it's not a bad uh, not a bad strategy, I guess. No, shows All a right, little before bit of we dirt. move on. <clears throat> we put out the feelers this week to see if you, the listener, had some Super Bowl predictions. Super Bowl, and we got three on our Instagram page which is just joint practices on Instagram. The first one is from Lamont AF. Looks pretty attractive. The guy in the picture with her is quite handsome himself. <laughs> she says, Saints 37, Ravens 28. 
gosh. We also have one from The Knit Guy, handsome fella. San Francisco 24, Dang. Baltimore 21. And then we have one from Teebs underscore underscore underscore. I don't know. Too many underscores. Teebs. He says, honest prediction is a one-week season if the season begins in the first place. Hashtag go pack go. First of all, Steven, motherfucker, where are you during the prediction show? Let's go. Get your setup built and get back on the podcast. Second of all, don't be such a fucking Debbie Downer. We're going to have football this year. If if baseball can find a way to get through their season, uh, despite all the issues they've been having, there's definitely going to be a football season. I mean, like Jeff Goldblum said in uh, Jurassic Park, life finds a way. And I feel like football will too. Also, if Steven comes back, do I get kicked off the podcast? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I like think we can always much. have a four-way. Especially with Elijah. Uh, Anyways. I had a couple track. hits on... Uh, Very generous. On, <laughs> I had a couple hits on the old Book of Faces. Uh, we got good old Jeff Morin chiming in saying it'll be the New York Jets versus Washington football team... Washington wins by a two to nothing score. <laughs> Clearly a very serious take. So Jeff's a dick. God. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm here for this right here. Fan of the defending champions, Mr. Travis Booker. Said Kansas Book. City and who cares are gonna be <laughs> playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Said Super Bowl championship back to back. I honestly don't hate the outlook because having been a Patriots fan for 20 years, it, it seems pretty similar. Yeah. And then also, lastly, speaking of Steven, Autumn Sear chiming in. Kansas City and the Saints, 30 to 14, never specifies who wins. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Like, she knows someone won. So we're 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 uh, patiently awaiting the uh, outcome of Autumn Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, well, that was more engagement than I expected us to get. So thank you to everybody who did chime in. And before we go, I got a quick little game for you guys. Are you ready for some Oklahoma? Oh gosh, here we go. Two lines. On the ball, Oklahoma, let's go. All right, little bit of Oklahoma here to end the pod. It's been probably 50 episodes since we've done in Oklahoma. So we'll break Elijah in first. Elijah, I literally, have which no idea is more likely? Just listen. <laughs> which is more likely to happen? Are you ready? Yep. DeAndre Hopkins has over 1,125 receiving yards. Okay. Or Stefan Diggs goes over 975 passing yards in Buffalo with Joshua of the Allen clan. Well, he would need receiving yards. He's not going to pass for 900 yards. That's what I meant. Stefan Diggs, definitely. Uh, I don't doubt Hopkins' ability or uh, even the Arizona offense, but they have a bunch of 
anywhere from decent to above average wide receivers. They're going to spread it out. They've got uh, they've Kingsbury giving them a system that will not focus particularly on one person. So I think Stefan Diggs is going to get it thrown up to him. If there's one thing Josh Allen can do, it's throw it a very long way. So I think just based on that, Stefan Diggs with the uh, handicap of, what, 225 yards wins that one. I don't know if you heard either, but there are a lot of sports writers out there that are claiming Josh Allen will be in the MVP race. So No, he won't, but he'll huck no, it up a few times. They said that about Mitch Trubisky <laughs> last year. He'll so. huck it up, throw yeah. 20 interceptions, but there'll be a ton of yards to gain. So, yeah, I'd take Stefan Diggs on that, certainly. Yeah, I'd agree with Elijah, though, too. And in large part, the fact that the six division games they play, they have some really tough defensive backs that they play against. So they're obvious. I mean, I'm not saying anybody can guard DeAndre Hopkins one on one, but uh, they had, they play a lot of guys that can that are going to make it difficult on him. Hmm. I like DeAndre Hopkins uh, only because the amount of deep shots the Bills take is really going to limit. Stefan Diggs chances and I'm saying I'm saying they do it a lot so when they connect a lot there's going to be fewer opportunities and when you have Robert Foster you have John Brown you have Stefan Diggs those guys are all burners well Stefan Diggs is a semi burner he's not the fastest but he's got he's got good speed he runs good routes I mean John Brown was over a thousand yards receiving I think he was over 1100 yards last year so he would have downtown to take John Brown. He would have to take a either up the production by Josh Allen quite a bit or take quite a few balls away from John Brown, I think. Not a lot of teams end up with two receivers over a thousand too often. Or maybe they do. Guys are throwing for four or five thousand in a year now, so what do I know? All right, let's go to the second one. Which is more likely? Patrick Mahomes, 36 passing touchdowns. Or Lamar Jackson, 36 total touchdowns. Last year, Lamar only threw for 26 touchdowns. I'll say push. Standing by my push. I will take Lamar. Um, And it's going to be by two touchdowns. And uh, that's what it is. Damn. So take him in fantasy for 38 total touchdowns. Well, no, I said by two more. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, 38 total. <laughs> that's All what I right. said. Booby trap. <laughs> Booby trap is what I said. I'm not even supposed right, to be one. here today. Oh, $50 bill. $50 bill. Green Bay, under nine wins, or Tampa Bay, over nine and a half wins. Uh, Tampa. Green Bay under. Bay over? It's more likely that Tampa wins 10 games than Green Bay loses more than nine wins. Listen, Mr. <laughs> Mathy Science Man. I don't understand all these questions. Because there's a here, there's a there. If you want to talk about bid... Bigfoot in space, we can do that. But uh, 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 your math questions are hard. So I think if the question is, is it more likely that Tampa Bay wins 10 versus the, the Packers versus Green Bay basically going eight lose and eight. nine? 
I, it's still confusing. What's more likely, Green Bay winning nine games or Tampa Bay winning ten? How's that? <laughs> Green Bay winning nine games. Hey, there we go. I think there's a better scenario where Green Bay goes eight and eight than Tampa Bay winning less than ten games. I think Green Bay winning. So you don't even understand your own question. All right, I've got one. Do you think it's more likely that there are aliens or that we find the Loch Ness Monster? Because that makes as much fucking sense of what you just said. Hey, that's like almost a seven on sevens question, so shh. (laughs) Anyways. I'm sorry I was so angry there. It's not fair. I think it's more likely that Tampa wins over nine and a half games. All right, here we go. This is a super sticky Steve Knox versus the Sugar Man. What is more likely? Kurt Cousins throwing under 4,000 yards or Carson Wentz throwing over 4,000 yards? I'll take Cousins because they're going to run the ball a lot. Gary Kubiak running the offense now. So I think there, there's a likelihood that, uh, that Kirk throws under 4,000. I mean... Typically in his career, he's been about that 33, 3,400-yard mark. So, yeah. I'll agree with you because last year, Carson went through for 4,000 yards with nobody, with the three of us playing receiver. So with a little bit of talent this year and some healthy bodies, I'm going to say over. E-Dot Sprayer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You can go ahead and chime in if you want. I agree. The The question was Ninja Turtles <laughs> or Care Bears. Oh, fucking Care Bears. There's no grumpy Ninja Turtle. The first thing I related to in my... Yes, there is. No. Raphael. All right, hold on. There is no Ninja Turtle named Grumpy. The first thing I related to in my there's entire... A, Stop. You grumpy. asked me the question. You did not ask yourself the question. My parents... Okay. Hold on. We, I'm not done yet. Hold on. Uh, hold on. You can't base this off I'm of so angry. solely because there's like a I thousand sure can. bears and I was going to tell you why I could. <laughs> I was going to, but then you just had to run your mouth. So, if I could go right, back hey, in time, Jesus perhaps, <laughs> all right, if I'm 35 years old, if I could go back in time, uh, thir- thir- 29 years, no, 31 years, uh, an amount of time, my parents looked at me. And said, so I have a twin sister, and they were like, we got to get him Care Bears. And they were like, all right, what should we give to his sister? And they are like, oh, let's give her love. It's because she's so sweet. And it's like, what should we give to Elijah? And they gave me Grumpy. Like, first off, four years old. That was it. They were like, all right, what, what Care Bear really represents him? And they just threw a Grumpy Bear at me and slammed the door and said, figure it out. There's no Ninja Turtle for that. I understand that Raphael is usually upset. I get it. But in terms of like a four-year-old child, he's not uh, as relatable. And that is why Care Bears are better. Joining us on the call, Elijah's therapist. (laughs) I've been told she cannot speak in uh, public settings. 
or to anyone I don't give her permission to talk to. <laughs> so I'm pretty right, sure she's one not here right now. I got one more. Okay, ready? One more, one more, one more. All right, this is the best one. <clears throat> Which will be higher? The number of ties in the entire NFL this year or the number of kickers to play for the Chicago Bears? I mean, if it's tight ends, then Chicago Bears wins. I'm going to go with ties. I think we're on a we're on a path of there's going to be like five or six ties this year. Well, it might be five or six kickers the way the fucking Matt Nagy is. Yeah, because it's 2020. So I say like five, six ties in the NFL this year. I'm not sure it'll be five. I'm going to take ties, though. If it's two, three, yeah. It. I mean, it's such a weird year. You could ask any question and no one will have any fucking clue, but I'm going to take ties. Then I'm going to call my therapist. <laughs> and we also need everybody who's listening, if you're not registered, to register to vote and just do your part and vote because that's the only way we can change the world is if we all work together and vote out the races. All right. Before we go, some JPP news. We have spoken to the elders who have spoken to the gods above. And this year, the JPP Pick'em will be its own show. Each week, we will release the Pick'em as its own show, which will probably immediately follow the recap and preview shows with your favorites like studs and duds but this year for the pick'em we are going to do the entire week slate we're going to give it its own show each week and we haven't decided yet but we'd like to hear what you guys think and see if we should bring back the madden simulations to see if we can beat a video game so let us know what you think on that. <clears throat> and we'd also like to have you on the show. So hit us up. You can have your own show. We call it 7 on 7. 7 football questions. 7 non-football questions. One of which we need to change now because Eliza just threw it out there. If you're really good at it, they won't make you leave. <laughs> <laughs> just hit us up. Jointpracticespod at gmail.com. Also on Instagram at jointpracticespod. And whether you're listening on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Blueberry, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button to let you know when the new episodes go live. Give us a nice little review. You know, it's a great way to stay in shape. All right, so hit us up with a hashtag at joint practices at 11 the go at the narcissist at wrong Elijah. Send us a tweet with a hashtag backwards day or hashtag uh, yo. Let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, more from you. I'm just given the, uh, you know, the main topic of this episode. We didn't really get to talk about a lot of other things going on in the league, but how about Leonard Fournette? <laughs> Holy fuck. We didn't talk about Leonard Fournette. We can talk about Leonard Fournette or Alvin Maca- uh, Alvin Kamara being on the trade block. <laughs> Alvin Makara, even. So to me, <laughs> like, a lot Alvin. of times you hear people are on the trade block and then nothing ever happens. So 
Yeah, he's That's on the trade block, but strategy. also, like, is he really, or are they talking? Just straight up cutting this, Leonard that's, Fournette is like that's a big move. He was yeah, that was a big move, he, and he was a top pick they, less than what was he four years ago? Just gone. That's a tank move. That's a tank. A, you can't tell me Jacksonville's not tanking. Well, he was super inefficient last year. Now he, he gained yards. He scored some touchdowns. Leonard Fournette scored ton of touchdowns and a rush for over a thousand yards last and he year also a crappy team that they the ball, knew they I were going to run the ball 300 times the efficiency they trade away a gawkway they traded away jalen ramsey don't get me wrong. traded away anybody that's been good for the past five the years fuck wants to live in jacksonville i mean I, I wouldn't mind it's closer to disney world you get there and want to sell your house immediately i mean I could probably just stay in Nick Foles' old house. He'd let me. Yeah, He's but Leonard Fournette, no longer a Jacksonville Jaguar. We'll see where he lands. If for some reason the Saints ever cut Kamara, that would be a superpower move. But I think at this point, oh, them just saying they're not. Hey, a, they would never cut well. him. They're yeah, not a cutting. Like, I think them just saying, "Hey, we'd listen to offers for Kamara" is just a way for them to try and. You know, get an upper hand on the guy that wants more money. Kamara is so much better than yep. Fournette. Oh my God, Fournette. He's so much better than Joe Mixon, who just got four years, forty-eight million as well. And this yes. segment is called "We Were Going to Say Goodbye," but Steve thought of something else. <laughs> Every week, at <laughs> least it's not me. Oh, we I'll set do the, an outline. Hold on, I'll do the thing first. I'll do the thing first. Stick to it. <laughs> we are on to Cincinnati. Flag was fly, baby. Skull Vikings. We out.